Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello, everybody out there in Clicks Nation. Welcome to another episode here on Clicksing It. I, like always, am your host, Adam. We've got a bit of a full house today. We got the Clicks Dads, Chris and AJ, joining us today, two weeks consecutively. And then we also have Ryan and Miles, my two teammates, as well. Uh, the reason why I invited all four of these guys is because they played at a tournament out in Gung or out in Seattle. Was it Seattle? Yeah. Washington, Seattle, somewhere that that one state that's Portland. up in the corner, Portland. That's what it was. Oregon, <laughs> Portland, Oregon. That's what we're talking about. Um, yeah, at, at Gun Guy Games. So I thought I would invite them onto the show, <clears throat> and they could talk about their whole weekend. I am still recovering from a little bit of a sick episode. We'll just leave it at that from last night. So um, I'm not feeling the best, but I'm here. I'm more of a recorder moderator for this podcast and i will be talking a bunch but uh that is going to be the crew for tonight and while i get again am so unprepared by not having my sound cues on we're just gonna skip the how was our week because um honestly you guys don't care about how our weeks so let's uh we did get some interesting new updates to the game so let's get into some quick news as i stall because i still am not ready here we go let's get into the news all right just released a little while ago actually before i get into that i want to let everybody know i did start a new segment on youtube today because i did stay home from work i was bored so I decided to do a new segment to give some more content to our YouTube channel, which I am calling Figure in Focus, where it's kind of like Make It Meta, but I'm going to take a not-so-good figure that's kind of pricey, I guess you would call it. cool. So like this week, I chose the Con Ellie Aries because I just did purchase that from David Newmark. David, if you listen, thank you for selling it to me. Um, and try to make him somewhat competitive. Um, he's not. He's complete trash, but he's really fun. Um, and I just thought it'd be a way to get some more videos up on YouTube. So check that out on our YouTube channel if that interests you. Um, but as for news, <clears throat> we got dropped a few hours ago about the new equipment uh, rules where you're going to be able to automatically assign equipment to a character during force construction. So no more having to TK or sidestep characters to have them do power actions to pick them up. Now, I have not had a chance to read this. Miles, I believe you have had a chance to read this. So why don't you tell us kind of the gist of what they are changing in the game of Heroclix? So yeah, you just said it right there. They're uh, changing it to the exact wording is that um, at the beginning of your game, force construction, you can equip a standard character 
so that way your opponent knows who gets the object at that time. And an interesting thing they also changed is that if an equipped character becomes a non-standard character while equipped, they stay equipped and can use the effects, which is going to be huge. So an example of that, especially for so an example of that is Jubilee. Jubilee. So she starts out as a non-character, then you yes. can give her a free action and turn her into dragon. If she has any equipment, she can now use that equipment as a giant, which is going to be pretty nuts because she's already pretty nuts. Now, can you, do you have to assign the equipment on the build sheet or can you change the equipment for every figure, yes. every game? It, it says during force construction. Okay. So that's going to be on your build sheet and that it goes more into that. Yeah. And it also says that, um, characters that have been assigned equipment during force construction will start the game with that equipment equipped. Because this happens after game setup, this equipment does not count towards your object limit. So you're going to be able to get your three objects on top, which means that you can equip your entire team from the wording of it. Oh, uh, that's so dumb. I'm sorry. Which is going to be interesting. <laughs> so I if so you too. have, I don't, I don't like that. I, I understand. It should be minimum three or maximum I understand, three. like, I think it should be max three. And I understand because so that way you can still get your three objects out there, your light objects, you know? But, um, the ability to equip all of your characters is just bonkers. Yeah, and um, then to I don't, and I then don't to be able to swap with Mad Jim is going to be there's going to be a lot of rule or um, equipment shenanigans even more going into the future. Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, I think that we're going to be definitely getting an errata. I think yeah, I think I think things. with this we're going to see probably some big rule structuring. Probably, I, I, I'm hoping a comprehensive rule book that covers this stuff, how it works. Because uh, I, I didn't get a chance to read all this, but I did look at the video where um, this was announced. at the So they have the revised text of it. Yeah. well, I, I, I just haven't had a chance to read that yet. Well, the guy was talking that, like, the plan is to try to make this backwards compatible and forward compatible with, with um, old equipment and new equipment. And kind of how this plays into some of the traits they made, like the, you know, X of Swords, you know plus five points sword trait and like so on and so forth and how they were trying to kind of integrate some of these things into the game already um, to kind of soft launch what they were planning on doing with equipment. Um, and then another thing they added to this as well is that if you mind control somebody with a equipment that you can use that equipment with that mind controlled character. So if you mind control a sky tyrant and they have the black, all black necro sword, you can use that equipment in your mind control attack as well. Yeah, that and yeah, and that's another important thing. That that's going to be huge. I just don't think it's going to be as. It's probably actually going to be a lot more prevalent than the non-standard characters because Jubilee and what Gigante, I think, are the only two right now. They're retiring, um, most likely in July or June. Yeah. So they just uh, made Thanos even better. Yeah. Um, but what yeah. it does yeah. help is it does help the second player better. So if you lose initiative, now the first player will not be able to just blow up your modifier or anything like that, which, Ryan, that happened to you quite a bit at, or I shouldn't say quite a bit, but in your last top eight matchup this weekend, correct? Uh, no, it was actually a, a Doom that stole it. That happened in um, um, Worlds the week before. Oh, so I bet at Worlds, yeah, okay. So at least you'll be able to not have your equipment destroyed uh, first turn if you're playing against a Thanos or a Doom or something like that. So that is the positive of this. Um, I 
I, I wish they would come up with some sort of... No, I guess they wouldn't. That's the point. Because I was trying to think of there's already characters out there that you pay the five points and you get it automatically, like Spider-Man or thing like that. But I don't think that's really going to affect them at all. Like, they're... Right. I don't think so. But that's, where, that's what's interesting, too, is if you go to Disney+, Plus, all the characters that are plus five, what, the, the Tesseract, the Cloak, they're five points. Yeah. So are they going to be errated to where it's going to be zero points then? Well, Since that's and, a recent set? Right, and that's something I'm kind of wondering, too, because from the presentation <laughs> video, uh, they definitely made it seem like the idea was to get everyone to pay the points for that equipment and then equip it in the beginning of the game. So like, there's already those traits, and they touched on that a little bit in the YouTube presentation. My thought was immediately, and like we talked about this a little bit before we started the podcast, is I'm hoping that it will fix a lot of the swap team jank of characters dropping equipment for free. Yeah, so like sword bearers. Yes, they, I hope they remove it. They equip a sword for five points, they yeah. drop it, then you get a ten-point sword for a five-point um, product or whatever you want to call it. Right, right. So, I mean, thema- uh, thematically and like team build sense-wise... It does make sense, and I, I get what they're doing, and it also does give the second player, you know, a, a little bit more going on. I mean, they're they're aware of the fact that, you know, we have, as the player base has basically said, that in a major tournament, like, you're you're done. <laughs> you know, like, your, your odds are significantly lower of recovering, especially if you do need to equip anything or... or or stuff like that so yeah so it'll be interesting to see how it changes the game uh i believe it's gonna be when is this legal with the next set batman, 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 batman. Release. okay no that's to be the, the first 2023 set okay so it won't be legal for florida yeah okay that's good uh, at least. <clears throat> good maybe not batman right now i think is set for january so i guess it depends on when in january well, the uh, Florida is January, like fourth through the or fifth through the eighth. So unless it comes out okay, on yeah, the yeah. first or the it's second, true. it's not going to be legal. And then it's a two week, you know, uh, grace period after that. So it won't be legal for yeah. Florida. So that's good at least. So it sounds like that's probably going to be the next major, the last major tournament before it becomes legal. Then yeah. But, all right, so that is what it's in the news. There's not much else in the news except for we do have our Patreon coming up on Friday this week. It is Tuesday right now, so if you want to be a part of that, go ahead and uh, become a patron at any level. It gets you into the podcast, or gets you into the, um, actually, it does get you into the podcast. That's how I met Miles, is he he was a patron, and then I invited him on a show one day, and now he's a co-host. Same thing happened with Miles and Kane. So it might get you into the podcast. But it will get you into the drawings for our prize, our monthly prizes. We have the Fantastic Thors, plus a couple of other cool stuff. And Ryan went to Worlds and got me a Warp World Phoenix that I'll most likely be putting into next month's Patreon giveaway. So don't miss out yeah, on that. Dude. All right. Which I, I heard they sold out pretty quick. Awesome. And um, if, you, if you want one right now, good luck. I've seen people trying to flip those for 150 bucks. So <laughs> yeah. That is... That is a stellar, stellar prize right there. Yeah. So, hey, for a dollar Patreon entry, you could win a Warp World Phoenix. In fact, a few months ago, some a $1 Patreon won the Time Dilation Spider-Man off us uh, a few months ago, which was pretty cool. All right. 
<laughs> and uh, Old Man Phoenix too. No, that no, that was a higher tier. I remember that was Ethan Jacobs that won that one. Oh, okay. Yep. All right, enough of okay. news. Let's talk a bit about your guys' weekend. Ryan, I'll let you go first just because um, you've been pretty quiet. Uh, Chris <laughs> and Miles are kind of hogging the mic right now. But um, you flew out with your wife and Matt slash Pete. Yes, we went Yeah, we went out there on uh, Wednesday because that's when they play their, uh, their local uh, weekly event at Gone Guy. So we played their local weekly after doing the whole world's weekend. We went out there on Wednesday, played their nightly um, or their weekly event, and then uh, that was just more of like a fun time. I think there was like five people that were there, five or six. Uh, and then Friday they did a little win a map, which I forget how many people were at that. Might have been like seventeen. AJ, do you know how many people were there? Uh, there was eighteen, I think. Eighteen. Okay, um, that was pretty fun too. It was just a CUR. Uh, lots of Silver Surfers, and lots of Barrier. That was me. <laughs> that was like 90%, I think. Um, and then uh, on Saturday, that was the big 2v2. That was a lot of fun. I think they had 19 teams show up. Yeah, there was 38 people and 19 teams. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so they split it into po- uh, pods, and then you played everyone in there. So we went... Uh, um, or the, first of all, I guess they um, for the two v two you had to a is it ultra Highlander is that what it's called? They like to call it extreme Highlander. Where extreme Highlander, Highlander. okay. Yeah. So basically, yeah. between you and your partner, you couldn't share any game elements, and uh, even if you had like a black cart that would call in guards, you could still have only a maximum of one on the uh, the board at a time. So I played a, an Apocalypse team uh, with uh, the Doom Swap, Collector, Merlin, and Bishop. And then uh, my wife played a Monster team because that's what she's been playing since pretty much Wonder Woman 80. Uh, with uh, Scarab, Sky Tyrant, the Commissioner, Venom Magneto, Jubilee, Human Torch, and Surtur. And then she got the Destroyer Prime on the sideline. So we went uh, 5-0 and in Swiss and uh, made it to the top eight. And then we went and uh, played an Apocalypse and Thanos. Uh, one Apocalypse team, one Thanos team. And uh, I went 0-0 tie again with the Apocalypse, and she um, ended up losing to Thanos. She had, We talked about Thanos a lot, um, but they took her uh, emotional modifier right away, so everything she tried just didn't work. And then we were out after uh, top eight. But uh, hey, that's uh, that... that's two top eight fin- or top cut finishes for you guys for Worlds and for this one. So not bad at all for teams. Oh yeah, we can't complain. We had a really good time, and uh, it's always good to make top cut. Uh, and that uh, Gone Guy is just like the best possible venue I think that I've ever been to. No complaints about they're, that place. They're awesome. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to check that place out, um, absolutely make the trip. They have a lot of people that are local and a lot of people that drive from like three to five hours out just to make their events. So it's just an awesome. Yeah, uh, Chip and the guys really run a tight ship, and it's it's a comfortable venue. It's nice and big. They do. Um, you know, they serve drinks and stuff. You can get beer. Uh, you know, it's it's a very 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 cool spot. <laughs> And then did they have anything? That was Friday or that was Saturday? 
That was okay. Saturday. That was their big 2v2 event that they announced even before Worlds was announced. I think they announced it back in April, so we were already committed to doing that. And then uh, we just made Worlds work when they announced it like five weeks before it was supposed to be or whatever it was. And, then and I think... Uh, oh, I was going to say, I think part of it, uh, Chip, the guy who judged it and ran both uh, events and stuff like that, I know that their group runs their Eagles podcast and stuff like that, and they just did their five-year anniversary. So I think that's part of why they went so big for this, is it's a bit of an anniversary for themselves as well. Did they have anything on Sunday, or was it just Saturday? Hmm. Uh, that was it. We uh, we flew out on Sunday. <clears throat> now, the end of our... Now, did any of you three play each other at any point this weekend? Uh, I, got, no. I got close. I no. played uh, Ryan's wife in the last round in the Kerr tournament on Friday. But um, I had to work on Saturday. So, unfortunately, I wasn't there. But I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, Ryan, I think you played two of the click stats. I think you played Daryl and Curtis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played uh, Curtis on Friday, and then uh, my wife played him on top eight at yeah, but uh, 2v2. Both those guys have been in videos that we make, and they're part of our regular play group. Okay. Um, yeah, like Daryl does a lot of the judging for a, uh, a lot of our events and stuff like that, but me, Curtis, and Daryl have been playing Hero Clicks together for 17, 18 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, we go way back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miles, what about your experience at Gun Guy? How did you do Thursday yeah. through Friday? Yeah. Uh, I actually did really good. I was I was getting a little worried the day before. Um, I had to leave at three thirty in the morning to make it there in time, which so that was. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up. Um, we won all of our games except for the last one in Swiss because it was a roll off. We both were four and zero. And we decided to uh, just roll off since we both made top cut. Um, that was my personal only loss. Now, this um, was on Thursday? Two of the games were or... really interesting. What day was this? This was on Saturday. Saturday. I, Saturday the 2v2 right. Saturday. Yeah, that was the only event I Miles, could make. Next time, next time hit me up. Like I live like an hour from Portland. So if you need to, you can always crash here. Slumber party. Just make sure you wear that I, Aquaman. Yeah, I got tons of family, too. I... Wear that Aquaman pajama yes. suit. Yes. Yeah. I'll just knock on your door. I'll, I'll ask uh, Daryl where you live, and then your wife like, who the hell is this guy with the Aquaman costume? <laughs> 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 yeah, and the tarot cards actually came in huge. That actually hurt my opponents in two of my games. Um, what did you play for tarot first cards? Game that uh, my tarot cards... Um, were the High Priestess, um, Seven of Pentacles, Nine of Swords, Nine of Wands, and then the Page of Cups, which Page of Cups is useless, but you always need at least one useless card because you hope that that one is turned on turn one. Um, the the most interesting games was uh, my third game, which was where my... F um, I'm trying to find it where it was. It is when I went up against Sky Tyrant, a Sky Tyrant chip unthemed team with like a Flash, Sky Tyrant. Where is it at? I got it up here somewhere. And uh, he, I guess, didn't know how my Human Torch worked, so he moved up with Flash carrying everybody, destroying walls in negative zone. Um, and so he had everybody adjacent to walls. His turn one. 
So um, right off the bat, I sent Torch in there and uh, the Chase Torch and decided to choose a debris marker. So his Sky Tyrant was off his uh, top click right off the bat. Which that's, really all you, that's all you got to do to Sky Tyrant. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And, and yeah, once he saw it, he's like, crap. Um, and then he came at me. This is interesting. I actually only rolled three times in this game, and I cleared his team in 20 minutes. Um, he pulled... Which card is that? On turn three, he pulled the Four of Wands, which is when a character with exploit weakness attacks or does damage, deal one penetrating damage to everybody adjacent. So he attacked my 20-point uh, torch, who was adjacent to my Chase Torch, and he put him on his Poison Click, where he does poison after being placed. That's right, because he doesn't start with that power... Uh, on his lower dial, no. does he? No, he does not. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Because he also had Mad Jim Jespers. He had a lot of like low dial figures, but his placement, since he was using Chip and Flash to carry everybody, um, really hurt him because I was able to put debris markers next to him and do major damage. Um, Flash died turn two, and then everybody else died turn three. I made three attack rolls. The rest was just all poison and his debris. Um he wasn't too happy. He was, wasn't rolling too great. And then um, our top eight finish, um, I just didn't get enough points for us to, to get past because Matt, unfortunately, went up against uh, an Apocalypse team with Scarab, and he I had the emotional modifier. He didn't. So he was really backed up into a corner, and I was going against Thanos, um, the unthemed Sakarian Thanos team. And he thought he had the game won because he pulled that one card with it, uh, Six of Pentacles, where after doing mind control, do your um, printed damage. So he mind controlled my Sicarian to uh, KO, I think it was Marvella on my side, and then um, moved him adjacent to his Sicarian, who chose poison and. Um, yeah, just I think it was just poison because he only had one object, and I outwitted his flurry. So when he got my Sakari into to his last click, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting, Six of Pentacles. So my turn, he was not expecting it. I decided to choose Mind Control for my Sakari and Iron Man. So I was able to KO his Sakari and Iron Man. So tarot cards came in huge for me from my opponent's choices. So I thought that was that was the most interesting part of my weekend was those two. Yeah, so those um, those can screw you over if you're not careful. <clears throat> there's there's quite yeah. the I want to say that there's an art to finding the right set of tarot cards that are not going to affect you on your opponent's turns for when you play them. It's really hard to pick yeah, the correct and, ones. And Sakari and Iron Man's power, so it's really easy for him to make your opponent's tarot cards um, go against them. Yeah. Like that mind control. I was on my last click, so I was doing three damage what's, after resolutions. So what's it was interesting about that card, and I want to try this one day, is if you play the rare Exodus from Rise and Fall, yes, it's, it, it's stacked. It's, it stacks, yeah. so it happens twice. So you have to be lucky with it. Yeah. I I have a team with it because you can play tarot with that and hopefully get it. Um, but it is um, mm -hmm. it's a chance. But if it if it 
procs off, it's very, very devastating. Well, and my team's building the Seven of Pentacles, which is gives um, Skyrim the full map reach for me to do the the freeze with plasticity, move half speed. And each one of my games, that came in when I needed it the most. And even when I was playtesting it, that Seven of Pentacles, I have yet to ha- have a game where Seven of Pentacles was not used to benefit myself, which is a surprise. Um, yeah, and me winning my four games was, that was like the best moment for me because, I mean, I, you know, I've only been back in for it for almost a year after 15-year layoff, and I just, I haven't been able to find that niche, you know, of like me as a player coming into this entirely new meta and, uh, yeah, last Saturday was just, it was huge. And me coming into my own about figuring out that I don't need to change because the game has. I, I played very reactive. So I made them come at me and I played against what they were doing. Almost like a full chess game. And each game it worked. I made let them make the same mistake, made the first mistake, and I answered it. Like against that Thanos team. He came at me and killed my Marvella. Okay. Well, in order to kill my Marvella, he put his Molecule Man up there. Oh, he's 30 points. So I traded Marvella for Molecule Man. So it was all about trying to get the right trades and putting... Instead of me rushing it, I just was able to take my time, which was... That was huge for me, and yeah, I was super stoked, and it helped the drive home definitely this time, for sure. Because I ended up getting home, I think, at 4 o'clock in the morning. So. I'm telling you, I'm in Albany. Yeah. I know. I'll, I'll have to start messenger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. I'll get up there for a Wednesday. I promise. Oh, dude, you should sometime. Um, I mean, I, yes. I uh, Daryl planned like mapped out our next uh, like three months. Um, I don't know. Remind me. I, I should invite you to the. We built a Hero Clicks five for one um, group for our. Uh, uh, stuff that we're running, so I'll have to invite you into it. It's any anything we're running locally. Yeah, yeah. Invite me to everything because there's sometimes I can work around stuff. I mean, my where, wife's where are you at again? Roseburg, like, right? Medford, Medford. Oh, so it's yeah. about it's a hundred miles south of Roseburg. Yeah, yeah. My cousin yeah. Matt lives down there. Yeah, that's a it's a trip. Yeah. If he plays oh. clicks, man, dude. Oh, hey, Matt. See, no, I, yeah, I he does. I think yeah. he just likes like build shit stuff. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, that's right. We're allowed one swear. Yeah, word sure. Yeah, episode. but that. Well, I mean, I listened wow. to that. That was my week. Wow. <laughs> no, I feel jealous. Matt felt oh. bad. Go ahead, but uh, you know what? He played. Matt felt bad. You could tell like, he thought that he let me down, but he played admirably. I think all four of us did. The fact that we were able to make top eight, and I don't want to pat myself on the back, me and Matt's back, but um. I am about 99% sure we were the only ones that made top eight that didn't have a Thanos or an Apocalypse on our two teams. <laughs> so <laughs> that right there, I think, is a win in and of itself. That That's how we roll here on Clicking It. We don't need the the meta stuff. We we like to use yeah. the, the, the land of misfit toys clicks to make it to the top eight. Oh, to Chase Torch did damage. Hey, that, that I, Chase Torch did both games. I'm generally with you guys, but once it's once it's my turn, I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll share some enlightenment. <laughs> no, I gotta say I am jealous of all you guys. I have not played clicks, and I feel like forever. Ryan, I don't even know remember when the last um, 
Exoswords OP event was for month one, but we do have ours this month. I know you played uh, or you played yesterday actually, and you actually pulled pretty well in that, right? Yeah, actually, I pulled the um, the super rare magic and then the um, the rare Wolverine, which I haven't played yet. So it was a really good combo. I went uh, two and one. Um, I just couldn't get around a uh, what's that guy's name that teleports uh, manifest? No, manifold. Manifold. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a manifold with a. Um, uh, summoner and it was just a crazy combination having to roll uh like uh, 11 or 12 on a 20 you know, with with two probs <laughs> that's right because he gives people combat reflexes right combat reflexes too yeah, yeah. so it was a pretty crazy game oh, it went back and forth a bunch the, uh, sword guy right yeah he's he like pulled uh, both of those from my clicks nexus online event so i'm definitely gonna be using those two then right I need yeah him. they're good i need him for a sword team uh, but yeah, we have our month two on Sunday. Now, are you doing Battle Royals at your place, Ryan, or the way we're kind of doing it? Uh, same way, but we've got two um, two prize kits, so we're actually getting two um, two boosters each to play, uh, like a regular sealed event, which is awesome. Oh, so you're getting like a whole case of the set. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So we each open uh, two boosters, make it seem like a regular sealed pre-release or whatever. Nice. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing Battle Royals. We're doing it. The way God intended. The way clicks. <laughs> the way WizKids intended. Well, um, and then we got the other uh, boosters, and I pulled the Super Rare Apocalypse and the Super Rare Captain Avalon. <laughs> and that and ap- Soul Sword. And that Apocalypse has like traded Invincible, right? Uh he's really good. I haven't checked him out too much. I just know that I wanted him. I think he does though. Super Rare. Yeah. Yeah, I want him. He's, yes, uh, if I remember right. He's got, uh, I thought it was traded. No, he's got like super senses all down, down, yeah. and then traded invincible. Yeah. It's, it's four clicks of he senses. He has like a fine Iron Man. Yeah, four clicks of senses, four clicks of combat reflexes, but traded leadership and invincible. Yeah, he's a super solid temple. With probability control and shape change. He's just nuts. And then don't forget the resurrection. And, resurrection. and the resurrection. Like the yeah. 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 A little different, but yeah, still cool. <laughs> Welcome back, Apocalypse. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Let's have uh, Chris is back with us. He had to go pick up his daughter, was it, from after school care? Because I keep yeah. forgetting that you guys are two hours in the past from us. So it's mm-hmm. actually six o'clock where you guys are, not 8.06 where we are. Uh, living in the future or whatever. <laughs> we are li- yeah, wait. Who's yeah? We're living in the future, right? Wisconsin. Yeah, we're we're living in the past. Yeah, you're living in the past. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but how did your uh, weekend go at Gun Guy Games go, Chris? I I didn't make it. Oh, I thought I, you did. Oh, yeah. No. no, Why, no okay. I, well, we'll just de- it's AJ delete. That made it. Yeah, delete Chris out of this <laughs> podcast. No. Um, <laughs> you're here for more. You're here for moral support because when there's one click stab, oh, okay. there's two click stabs. So, yeah, so Chris, Chris, there was a lot of practice and a lot of things that led up to us going there. And Chris, unfortunately, was on dad duty um, and wasn't able to join. And I ended up by having to work. And so him and I had originally planned to be Team Clicks Dads, go to the 2v2. Um, But stuff just happened. We'll try again for that part next year. Um, But anyways... I couldn't really be like, oh, no, babe, you can't go to your mom's 60th birthday party trip. You have to stay here so I can play clicks on the weekend. So I can play with little plastic figurines with grown men. I just don't think that would have flown, you know? 
I mean, well, and, and my coworker is like, hey, mm-hmm. can I have Saturday off? My dad died. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, of course you can have Saturday off, dude. I'm not <laughs> I'm not a total a-hole. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah that's, how about yeah. you come in late? How about that? <laughs> hey, listen, I already requested <laughs> yeah. this day off to play HeroClix, damn it. Um, but, um, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Anyways, we weren't able to do the team, but, uh, you know, Curtis and Daryl, which, you know, like I told you guys, they are guys that go way, 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 way back with me playing Hero Clicks. You know, they're kind of an integral part to our local play group. Um, we've practiced and practiced and practiced, and I've gone to many events with, with Curtis. Um, and actually, this is like one of the first big real events that Curtis ended up by uh, getting first in. Uh, so Daryl and Curtis um, placed first in the 2v2. Um, I'm proud of them. Uh, you know, uh, both of them worked really, really hard to get here. Uh, both of them definitely played some, um, you know, the meta teams. Curtis played a... Uh, I'm going to try to remember all of it. Uh, he played an uh, Infinity Challenge Thanos team that he's built. Um, if I remember right, I think his has Merlin on it. Um, it's a little bit of a twist, uh, uh, where he's limiting action. Yeah, I actually have playing. his team right, right here. Oh, you have it? Yeah. Was, wasn't his yeah. with Merlin? It, yeah, it was Merlin, Doom Swap. Yeah. Yeah, Merlin, Merlin uh, Doom, Annihilating, Conqueror, and Thanos. Right. Yeah. And that's actually kind of something of his own yep. design. It's really cool. I like that it's not just another collector Thanos, you know, like, like he's definitely played some of that stuff. It's something that kind of he hatched up and thought of on his own. And it's a neat twist on it where uh, he is doing things that put pressure on his opponent in a different way that people are not expecting with Thanos. Um, Daryl uh, played Merlin. a yes. apocalypse team. Um, trying to remember the rest of the sport. I can message the guys mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, what exactly were your teams?" Or you have all of them. I, I got right, I got his team too. That's so funny. These guys yeah. are like I have a uh, uh, Curtis and Daryl. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mad Jim Jas- Jasper's Annihilation um, with Sword Bear trait and Apocalypse at a hundred Venom Magneto Scarab and Cloak of Levitation. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Then, so, uh, he had you know. Yeah, they, they were in metal. The so that's ones. why they're not here on this uh, this podcast. <laughs> right, right. Like they, so they were. They've been practicing this stuff uh, against us for a little while, and um, that apocalypse team is excruciating to play against. But um, nonetheless, I'm still proud of both of them. You know, uh, and there was other members of our group there. Uh, our friends Ray and Derek played. Uh, our friend Jared played. Um, I forget who his teammate was. I think it was his buddy who he just got into the game. Uh, so there was actually three teams there that were part of our local group. Um, and, and I'm definitely proud of everybody. I think they all did good. Um, my hat's off to uh, Daryl and Curtis for winning the event. I love you guys. Good job. Sure. Um, and then... Uh, AJ won the Friday event, but... He yes. wouldn't have had I gone. I've been playing a Kerr team against their <laughs> Thanos teams for weeks, so he's just Oh, you mean my go. Silver Surfer team? No, I've been playing a Kerr team when I get the chance to play. Oh, like, oh, right, right. And everything, yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's always next year. So uh, so we showed up. Um, so I'll, I'm going to talk about the event that I was actually at. So 
we showed up Friday night. I drove um, Daryl and Curtis uh, up with me. Honestly, I, so I've never won an event like this. I'm not a very competitive player. But, um, and originally, I, I had built a Silver Surfer team around doing a Fantastic Four swap. The initial idea was doing the Fantastic Four team up with X-23 to give everyone protected mystics, um, and then to swap into a Fantastic Four Silver Surfer team. Um, and then Daryl's like, it's, it's a Highlander build. You're not going to run into mystics. I'm like, well, well, what do you mean, Daryl? Of course I'm going to run into Mystics. He's like, no. The only Mystics you're going to run into in Kerr in the current meta is going to be multiple Lokis, and people can't do that. <laughs> Scar- I, I, Scarlet I like, Witch is a, is a Mystic. Oh, it's true. It's true. But I, I, I was like, you know what? You might be right. And so he's like, why don't you try this? And so the team that I actually ran was Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four, Rare at 150 points. Um ran 50-point Monica Rambeau uh, as my secondary attacker, and then Molecule Man. Um, oh, my gosh. Can I remember my own team? Uh, Molecule Man. Uh, who's the pink chick? Star uh, Sapphire? Star Sapphire, yeah. Star Sapphire, and then my other rare. Oh, man, I'm... I'm losing it. You didn't do your homework for the podcast, AJ. <laughs> it's my own team. It's my own team. Uh, this is AJ. Just this is normal. Yeah, yeah. This is this is who I am. I I have the worst case of adult ADHD that you'll ever know in your life. Hold on. Funny story. We've worked at places together, and I have ADHD. Game stop. And uh, we really shouldn't plug that terrible company. Uh, <laughs> Unless you took stock in it when it went down. I uh, I had worked with a manager, and he knew I had ADHD. And then he had the chance to hire right. AJ as an assistant manager. And he like AJ, of course, has ADHD. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, I've worked with Chris. Chris has ADHD. Like, I got it. He was telling me, like, a couple months later, he's like, dude. I had no idea the level of ADHD AJ has. I was like, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I should have warned you. Anyways, uh, it was Sprite. <laughs> oh, Sprite, yeah. Yeah, so, um, all right, so I had a five-wide team. Um, you know, we showed up. Chip gave us some awesome sliders. Big shout-out to Chip. Barbecue skills are off the chain, buddy. Um, Did you say barbecue skittles? Skittles. Oh, Skittles. I was like, barbecue Skittles? What do you guys do up in Portland? Dude. Hey, all right. Of course, all you, right. you were talking about, what, cake cake and whiskey know. before you were having the podcast? Yeah, I had cake and whiskey before. Skittles you know, are amazing, but you have to eat them while they're warm. If they if they yeah. get cold and harden up, they're terrible. I feel like but that's like a Marshawn Lynch thing when he was there with the whole Skittles thing. I don't know if you guys are football fans <laughs> oh, out yeah. there, but he was the big Skittles guy with the Seahawks, and now I think it's just a, a, a Seattle, Portland, whatever kind of thing up there. I know Chris is. Chris, Chris is a, a pretty big sports guy all around. Yeah, I was giving Curtis a real hard time while he was playing because he was playing during the uh, Oregon State-USC game, and I was like, wow, you didn't throw your matches so that you could be watching this game right now? What's wrong Yeah, he was talking about that. He's like... He was talking about when it, before the tournament started about how he's going to just throw the games because he didn't want to miss the games and see so how to take it. Oh, dude, but you, you know what? That. He didn't do, do it, and I told him afterwards, I was like, listen... You, you exactly, yeah. not watching them made the Beavers win, and it made it so that you won. So, 
Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. so uh, first game, I went up against a dude named uh, Jason. Um, I kind of felt bad. He played a X-Men. Uh, it wasn't even like an X-Men swap. It was just like a X-Men team. I think there was like eight wide X-Men. Um, and I was able to kind of decently protect myself between Molecule Man's barriers, uh, TK, stuff like that. And um, I was able to get through it. I think I, I, well, I scored 300 points. I think he scored 30. Um, so I was able to get through that game pretty quickly. And honestly, I don't play games like this, but I've been, I'm a very big Silver Surfer fan. I got a tattoo on my arm. I have a sideshow statue that's worth like six or 700 bucks now. Um, I love the Silver Surfer. I've been playing him since the beginning of this game. I play him in a way that's very, very mean. And that is, I'm going to run up, shoot you for as hard as I can, and then move to where you can't get to me. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Fair. I, 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 I play him in a very bad way. Which, it's, it's funny, because that's not how the Silver Surfer would act ever. Um, my second game, I went up against Dustin... And uh, it was the first time that I actually rolled high enough to pick my own map. It was a Majestics. So we played the Matrix uh, lobby. I'm also a huge Matrix fan. So I, I mostly just brought stuff that I thought was cool, that I liked and wanted to play on. Uh, Dustin did do a move that was probably the most Matrix thing I've seen done on that map. He telekinesis kid gladiator up and then use the angler to jump off of a wall to then position himself just right to one shot kill my monica rambo which was awesome and i told dustin i was like bro that was rad um him and i were both tied for quite a while at like 75 points or something like that and then um it was literally on final action that i was able to uh position silver surfer next to um his little bystander he makes that gets the enhancement uh and i one shot killed one of his support pieces um i i won that game like 110 to like 75 something like that and then the last game i played against ryan's wife really really nice um i i enjoyed kind of chatting with her and it was it was fun talking a little bit uh you know because she knows both of you guys um I, you know that that game was a very enjoyable game uh you know we went through i kind of felt bad but uh she she did the classic she ran up with i think honey badger's um bystander that that they make jonathan she, yeah yeah jonathan and she killed um she killed uh silver surfer's bystander and she was like, uh-oh, I wasn't supposed to do that, was I? Because I was, like, smiling. I was like, oh, yeah, you killed her. And uh, <laughs> she was like, I wasn't supposed to do that. I'm like, nah, no, nah, you weren't. And um, Silver Surfer was top dial. So, you know, he was running around with a 13 attack, 19 defense, 5 damage at that point. I just, I, uh, I just kind of steamrolled the rest of that game. And so I cleared it at uh, 300 points. Um and honestly, I, I didn't, you know, I knew I was 3-0. and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get second place. I didn't get enough points in my second game. You know, I'm not going to win first place. And uh, Chip was like, hey, AJ, uh, first place. And uh, I don't know, I couldn't believe it. Like, he gave me this really cool WWE belt. Um, 
Which I know barbecue. Ryan is very upset he didn't get because that's another belt at home that he can't have. Yes, did. I did want that very bad, actually. <laughs> it um, is awesome. And hey, just for just for some kind of like like you know knowledge just about me, I haven't won a trophy since I was in karate for kids. I, I won I won a sparring trophy in like the fourth grade in karate for kids. So this means a lot to me, bro. You, you mean a participation trophy? No, I got a first place trophy. I kicked this kid in the jaw and knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. So, but wait, hold up. So this belt, do you have to bring it back next year and then give it up? Oh no! I mean, it's like a wrestling belt. So yeah. I mean, so, so do you have to give it up? He said I he's mean, actually going to make one every year for this event that they're doing. They're going to do a barbecue event before the two v two every year, and there will be a new belt every year to win. That uh, is sick. I will I mean, be there cool, next but also, year. Like, well, I think it would it'll be super cool to like, have to give it up. Oh, definitely bring it, and we can have a match. Oh, I'll, I'll at a minimum. Yeah, like, but if someone comes from out of town, I'll, yeah, I'll walk I mean, in yeah. with it over my shoulder, you know, like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'll walk in all cool. But if, if I lose, I'm just running with it. Like... <laughs> But uh, yes. yeah, no, it was it That's was exactly awesome. what you need to do. Um, I couldn't believe though, like I, I don't know, like I, I got a little emotional because I just I have I've I've never won. I've played this game for so long, and I mean, there's few events that I've actually ever really won. I think I remember the first one that I ever won, which was just uh, uh, a homegrown event at Fantasy Nights, which is this place that hasn't existed in 15 years. And the prize was Frank Castle, the LE from Ultimates. And, uh, you know, I rolled in there with this strategy that I found online and it worked and I won. And I, I, I got this piece that I still have in my cabinet up here. And, you know, that's where the belt's going to go. I'm at night. I, I, you know, I know that uh, Curtis feels the same way about his game uh, that he had with Daryl. Daryl's won some events in the past. Daryl's a, a genuinely very good player. Um, you know, Miles, you know Curtis. I mean, how, how many events like this has he gone to and tried time and time again? Oh, yeah. Curtis's dice usually hate him. And his dice just kill him, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's... Yeah. And you're talking about, like, your first, like, prize. I remember mine, too. Um, I'm, I don't think Adam was playing at the time, but, like, my first major win was for another Ellie. It was from Unleashed, which was the Two-Face Harvey Dent. And that yeah. was, like, the one piece I wanted because I was a huge Two-Face fan and yeah, I still have that piece. I think he was. I'm trying. Was that like o four o five? I think. Oh, I yeah, think that was so. my first major. Was um, this local event. For Thirty people. I, I remember. I had a. I had a really um, close friend in high school that played. Two thousand four. Yeah, I had. A, I had a really close friend in high school that played, and yeah. he was a massive Batman fan. And uh, you know, him and I just trained night after night after night after school. Um, to go play at our local event against, you know, yeah. the dozen people that showed up so that we could win an LE. <laughs> well, and, and in reference to a... Yeah, that, a, you know. yeah, Two-Face came out. Oh, go ahead. Um, only a few, yeah, probably, I think, eight months after I started. So, yeah, that was, yeah, I still have that, and I still talk to my wife about how amazing that was. And the only thing bigger than that was when I won Starro, the first Starro. Oh, dude, it feels Which great. I like, I, you know, um, yeah. me and Curtis were chatting with each other, and he's like, dude, you still on Cloud9? I'm like, heck yeah. Like, 
dude, I freaking won. I, I yeah. still can't believe I won. And, and you know, Daryl and Curtis can't believe they won. Like, you know, Curtis is famous for bad dice. I mean, like you even mentioned about his yes. dice. Uh, you know, I, I was, I even messages as soon as, as soon as he told me he won, I was like, bro, how'd you win getting so many critical misses? Yeah. 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 He's got, I did too. Yeah. My second game, I rolled four critical misses and still won. And yeah. I, you should not win after rolling critical misses. <laughs> yeah. I won a game recently off a of critical miss. Flash killed himself. It was great. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my sword team against my buddy Derek Scientist team, and yeah, Flash killed himself. It was it was kind of funny. He's still salty about it, but to you know, AJ talking about his his prowess and how he's never won a big major tournament and stuff like that. This guy, he's he's somebody that I like playing with because he plays figures he likes. And that was one of the things, you know, I recently just started playing this game. I started with uh, uh, Spider-Man and uh, Venom Absolute Carnage. And I'll never forget uh, the first time AJ's like, all right, you know what? Fine. You want to go against my my competitive team that he had made? Uh, you know, there's no tournaments going on because this is right as COVID's happening and stuff. And uh, we played a game. He was playing Punisher War Machine, uh, Hulk uh ghost rider and somebody oh, yeah. else I don't, I don't remember the last one that uh, was my old caav shield team i built. yeah like, yeah and uh i was playing two uh two absolute carnage uh flash thompson and venom prime and uh he sent his hulk in like right away and i just destroyed his hulk on the first turn and he's like oh uh uh-oh <laughs> and so we played that game out. I mean, if it, if it would have gone to time, I would have won. Uh, but he ended up getting me with range attacks from Punisher War Machine. Didn't and we then, record that? No, no, we didn't. That was before Clicks Dads even. Uh, uh, but then, you know, because I was new and everything, awesome. just learning that figures, I, uh, I learned that uh, Absolute Carnage has traded Flurry, and I didn't use Flurry the entire match. And so, yeah, I would have just trashed him. But that's the thing about AJ is he's not he doesn't go find like meta teams and plays the meta teams and that's what I enjoy like him and I we both will just play what we want to play like stuff that we think is cool you know like right now I'm running a sword team with uh, the the black suit Magneto uh, I want to get manifold in there uh, but I've got um, uh, Cora the Burning Heart and uh, Abigail Brand. And then I think I'm using like Venom Wolverine to really kind of piece it up a bit. Um, but yeah, like I'm not out there trying to like find the meta and play the meta. I just want to play stuff that I think is cool and have some fun. Well, and, and I'll, I'll add to that, Chris. Like what's funny is that so um, and Ryan, you, you were there. Like you said, you saw a lot of Silver Surfer. Um, Curtis and Daryl both played the exact same team I did. Um because ironically, on Wednesday, before we got together, we all played different variations of Silver Surfer team. Um, and we just decided that, that combination of support was the best support. But, um, you know, Curtis got dead last in the barbecue event, and I got first place. And, uh, you know, we were joking around with Chip. That, that's crazy with the exact same team. Yeah. The exact same team. Exact same team. Curtis got dead last. Yeah, that's... I, I, I got first, and. Um, you know, Daryl was joking because he, I mean, I think Daryl got like third or fourth or something like that. I, I don't remember in the barbecue event. Um, 
But, uh, you know, Chip was like, well, he's like, hey, you know, you, you made a good team, but you know that one of the guys that you work with is also a good pilot, right? Like, you know, just, just because you can make a winning team or play a winning team or build a winning team doesn't necessarily mean that you can pilot that team the right way. I, I think, I, I genuinely believe the reason why I actually won is because I have played that Silver Surfer a lot. He's a character that I genuinely enjoy, and I know exactly what he does and, and uh, you know, how to, how to play him on the field. Uh, and so I think that that's part of it. I think that just looking up whatever the current most meta team is or whatever and just playing it uh, isn't going to guarantee you a win. There's a certain point of playing something you are comfortable playing and something you are comfortable piloting. Yes. Uh, that That's how I felt Saturday because I used, because um, it's a double celebrity double... Fantastic Four swap right. with uh, Agnes, Sakari, and Iron Man. But I was able, I used um, my swap to beat Thanos isn't what everybody else uses. I use Invisible Woman, the rare that gives stealth, mm. and Black Leopard. Yeah. Most people say, oh, that's not meta, that's trash. But I've had so that much practice. Dope. Well, and teamed up with Invisible Woman, he has improved targeting, hindering, and stealth. So it makes him that much harder. Yeah. Plus, I have Lockjaw for Mastermind, but those two. I mean, that Invisible Woman, I've not seen anybody play her, and she's pretty much won Thanos both times that I've played her. And you're 100% right, and the pilot has to be comfortable with those pieces. One of the, exactly. One of the, make your own meta. One of the best feelings in clicks, and I'm not trying, we're not trying to call anybody out, you know, play what you want, we don't really care, but when you beat a meta team with a non-meta team, it's almost like a self-satisfactory kind of thing. It is. It, it, it really is, especially when um, a lot of people think that the pieces that you're using are garbage. Like, you know? um, I think and that's not saying that, oh, my pieces are now meta. They're not. It's it's all about the pilot, not about the piece. Like, I forget. But uh, it, it's, it's Robert from Nationals, when he played his all-Loki team, a lot of people just looked at him and was like, kind of laugh at his team. But he got second place at Nationals and lost to Isaac in the championship. And I mean, you just brought up yeah. Isaac. Yeah. Look at Isaac. I mean, Isaac's team in the championship was an X Men swap. Like I, you know, I think he had like Chase Beast and like you know some like just like random stuff. People talk over and over about going up against Apocalypse after Apocalypse after Apocalypse and Thanos after Thanos after Thanos. Right? You have all these players that just built what they believed was the most meta teams. But at the end of the day, the two teams that ended up by playing one-on-one, you know, Isaac and Saul, was a, uh, what, Avengers team with, like, Sakarian Iron Man and... I think he was a celebrity, technically. Or, or celebrity or something. But basically, like, had Sakarian Iron Man, had, you know, Scarlet Witch, stuff like that, right? Used the Angler, did some cool shit that no one expected. Uh, oh, that's my second one. That's, Dang it. Yeah, I have to give you a timeout now. Uh, but, <laughs> 30 uh, seconds. No. Isaac, you know, Isaac was playing X-Men Swap. And, uh... It's it's all proof that both of those guys are amazing pilots that built really cool teams that did something they were personally extremely comfortable playing. And 
I think that in Hero Clicks, that's something that's important, you know. In the common, uncommon, rare circuit, uh, you know, one of my other top favorite heroes, and Chris will tell you, is Nova. And I almost went with the Guardians of the Galaxy team. But I played against myself at home. I tried my Silver Surfer build that I ended up by going with against the Guardians of the Galaxy team that I wanted to, you know, I wanted to play just because I like Nova as a character. Um, you know, I realized that I was better at piloting the other Scott team. Scott Porter is Nova. Yeah, Scott Porter should play Nova. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, there's a there's a kid in my son's um, class at school whose name is Nova, and I told my wife, if we ever have an oops baby, we're naming him Nova. <laughs> my dog's name is Richard So Ryder. funny name about Nova is my older brother has uh, named his daughter Nova. Oh, and really? The worst part about that is our last. Yes, so her name is Nova Kane. Ha! And <laughs> yes, <laughs> told me you're an idiot, dude. Just, just, yes. uh, just so, a, a, a quick story. And about he's like, "No, I named it after Chevy Nova," and I'm like, "It doesn't matter. Our last name's Kane. Like Nova should have been taken off the list of names." Okay, Nova Kane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dog is named Ryder. R I D E R, as in Richard Ryder Nova. Mm-hmm. And um, there were these girls at my work and. I was talking to my coworker about my my puppy at the time, like four years ago, and they're like, "Oh, that's a cute name, Ryder, like R Y D E R." And I looked at him, I go, "No, Richard Ryder, as in the superhero." How dare and you? Like these two, like I work in a college town. These two, like college chicks, just look at me, and I'm just like, Ugh, "Whatever." Uh, I I, yeah. I still I still think it's hilarious, but um. Yeah, I, I love Nova. I think that the uncommon is very good. I, I think that I think that you know, and me and Chris talk about this all the time. There's a lot of figures in the game that are situationally good, could be really good, but for some reason there is this idea of meta or what's meta and what's not meta. And um, you know, people kind of hear about you know things like thanos or or sky tyrant or whatever and they're characters that are easy to be good with Um, that that's right there that's the secret of meta is which piece is easy to be good with which pieces can a player play without thinking oh right right that's what meta is and i i don't like that exactly and i'm with you and i think that people end up by building or buying or whatever like you get these inflated prices on these figures because somebody reviews, you know, Scott Crampton says, hey, you know, this figure is what I'm going to build around and this is what I see everybody else building around and it's really good. Um, but, you know, look, look, at, look at the angler all of a sudden. Like, no one gave a crap about Angleman and the angler a <laughs> month ago. Like, no one did. And then Saul comes out of nowhere and yeah. does something really cool with it and now I regret selling it for five bucks a month ago. You oh, know, and, like, and that happens a lot. That um, it actually with... just sold. For... Go. What were you saying, Miles? Yeah, the, the price hasn't really. The price hasn't changed. It just it the angler and angleman just sold for ten dollars a few days ago. It's right now. It's still only five dollars. Yeah, but I so sold it for five, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's well, selling for five right here. Well, that's, that's what it is. Same yeah, thing so goes for. When they found out about like X Men swap was Kate Pride, who made Lockheed was mm-hmm. just nobody, and then all of a sudden overnight her 
price went from $20 to $50 because people realize that when you bring her in and swap her out, you keep Lockheed. I just, I, you know, I, I guess my yes. sentiment that I'm getting yeah. to is I think that people should play something because they like to play it. And that's something that me and Chris talk about yeah. even on our channel and so on and so forth. Play a figure because you want to play it, because you like what it does, because you like the way that it plays, because it's fun for you. You know, I... I and don't don't yeah, give I, up either. That's, that's important too. Don't I give play... into the meta. If you like a figure... You can make it work, no matter what. Yeah, I play that black suit Magneto because I want to laugh at people when they roll a five on shape change <laughs> or super senses, and they don't get it, and so I get to laugh at them. What I would think would be interesting, it will never happen because I don't think enough players would support this, is that kind of, I don't know if you guys remember playing Supremacy League, where um, after a team wins a major tournament... Those teams are then, or those yes. figures are then retired for the duration of that tournament season. So, like, let's say um, Nationals was at Origins in June and Thanos won for the rest of the circuit, if you want to call it. Like, Wizkid would actually have to come out with certain tournaments that would go towards this. That figure wouldn't be allowed in those tournaments. Kind of like what PJ did a while back with his tournament, where one when the team won, that team was then retired, and you couldn't bring them into the next round. I think it'd be interesting, just because it would make a lot of people think outside the box, and you would see different teams out there. Yeah, I, I think that yeah, that I, I would like that. I th I think that's something that's useful, even though you know, Let's go. Let's go way back. What's funny is like you know the delirious late night um discussion me daryl and curtis had driving home from the barbecue event when i mean they were cracking up laughing because i told them that i thought i was allergic to shrimp and uh turns out i'm not and uh but anyways uh <laughs> just a weird weird discussion we had on the drive home but we were talking about the old days and uh you know this is probably like year four year five of hero clicks we used to have this guy that used to run tournaments, right? And we'd have one person show up every single week, week in, week out, playing the meanest possible team he could put together. And the guy that was running the events thought, oh, well, this isn't very fun for everybody. So let's do an event where whoever your opponent is plays your team, and you have to play their team. Yeah, I, 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 I went to a tournament like that. That sucked, especially not knowing that that's what it was. I did right. a I did a tournament like that many years ago, and I actually brought the old wrecking crew, and they were so bad my opponent could never win the game. <laughs> well, but, if you know what it is going in. It's, it's one thing. Like you're not uh, supposed to know what it is going. Oh, in. Oh, okay, yeah. This was a tournament where you physically built the team for yeah. your opponents, but like it was like an right. 800 point, and there was no point limit. You could play as many figures as you wanted to. You had to just have. I think it was minimum 300 points, but then after that, you could have as many figures as points. But I played the old, old Wrecking Crew, and they were so bad that whatever team that the t that my opponent gave me, I just wiped through them because they were just right, horrible right. at that time. Well, really, the idea there is mostly like, you know, he, he, he made it get to a point where when you built a team, you had to think in the back of your mind, all right, what if he makes us all swap teams? Um, you wanted to still be able to beat your own team <laughs> if you had to face against it. Yeah. Um, 
and that's I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's maybe something a, a little bit of a design insight for WizKids or whatever. Um, I think we've hit this point where there is a really interesting meta where, I mean, easily the two most common figures in the meta right now are old clicks with legacy cards. Which I like, to yep. be honest. I do like that, that they're bringing I back did. the old figures to make them modern competitive. I think that that is And cool. they're making them better than they ever were. That's the cool thing about it. Because Thanos, was he was good. He was not this oppressive. And, I mean, I didn't play during the Apocalypse, but I don't <laughs> think Apocalypse was nearly as good. No, as he, he, he was trash back then. He was not good at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, well, even there's even some legacy cards that people aren't even talking about. Like, I think Enos the Untouchable is phenomenal. I played him in a local event with, like, Ryan. And there was a... I, I played against our other Ryan, Ryan Rios, and there was a time where I hit that. If you don't know, real quick, Enos has a power that says once per action, so every time a character makes an action, not per turn, uh, when an opposing character would move or be placed into a square within Enos the Untouchable's range, they must roll a 1 through 3. Um, if you roll a 1 through 3, that character can't be moved or placed into any square within Enos the Untouchable's range. So, like, you give him a 7 range with shield, and they try to charge into you, you roll that 1 or 3, they're just stuck there. And it happened the entire game against Ryan. Another one they're not talking about is, uh, Miles, you talked about him earlier, Leech. Leech is not getting a lot of love right now. He's amazing, but he also hurts your team. And then also there's Fabian Cortez, which I think is a phenomenal X-Men and Sword figure where he gives um, bumps to up to three pluses to your attack. And he also has empowered enhancement and leadership. So there's they're getting much better at the legacy cards, but some of them they're just kind of making too good. Yeah, that's that. we need a happy medium. Because like you look at the, the, the top three legacy cards is Lockjaw, who is the the best support that you can really get? Um, one of them, just because of what he does for you know Animal and Fantastic Four, um, Apocalypse and Thanos, and then the drop off is drastic after those three. <laughs> you have some that are really good. I think Leech, there's potential for Leech there, but the problem with Leech is, um, AJ was talking about it, is that when um, it's a piece that you can't just throw on the board and just do to do. You know, it's a piece that you you have to build a strategy around him to get him to work. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't want that. Like Ryan, I the know the great players do. Yeah, the great right. players do. The, the biggest thing is that you you take these figures that have been affected by power creep, and the only way to make them playable is by giving them ridiculous traits. And I think they're still kind of balancing that out. Yeah, or they could just make Legacy yeah. Havoc and make him even trashier than what he was. Because I know you're a big Havoc guy, Ryan. <laughs> uh, like, well, even like the Forge that they made. Like uh, yeah, that's no one's he's playing that. Piece. So bad, like <laughs> he like he's not even playable in a fun yeah. game. No, I mean uh, I was gonna say the like, the uncommon from House of X is still the best Forge, I think. Yeah, but I was like, oh, this Forge from uh, Sinister is getting a legacy card. He'll be good now. No, they made him so bad. There's no reason to play him. No, same yeah. and same thing with Havoc. I mean, he basically has what is that? Where yeah, I was gonna call that havoc thing that that really bugged me. He's just you can't give him running shot. That's all, that's all you had guy. to do. That's all you had to do was <laughs> to give him running shot to make traded, him traded running shot would have been playable. Yeah, 
I, you know, I, I'm going to say, I, I think that legacy is something that they should keep doing. Yes. It's weird, right? We've, we've had the, like, you know, couple one-offs of characters that end up really good. Uh, the one that I actually, I just fixed my old piece. I, I still haven't tried him yet, is the rookie Ultimates Cap. Mm, um, yeah. He is like, amazing. Yeah, his legacy card's really good. He's and amazing. I, I love Captain America, so, like, I'm I'm down to play him. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see what we get for Avengers Forever. It's uh, excuse me, sorry. I just I have my my IC Infinity Challenge Fat Kang just in case. Yeah, I, I feel like legacy, legacy cards though they need to change up some stuff because like some of those figures have super poor attack and defense values and right. I feel like they really need to change. Well, I also feel like they have to make better choices of who they want to make in the legacy figures because like the warlock like i don't know why we needed a, a warlock legacy card i don't know why we needed a forge i don't know why we needed enos or fabian even though they're, they're good leech i can see because he made an impact on the game havoc back then he was really good because he was a 40 point i think he was oh no i think he was 44 points back in the day <laughs> a four damage figure. Yeah. So like you know, the, make meaningful well, legacy cards. Part of not... the part of the reason that they do that though is that then they can add the character to the set without dedicating a new mold. True. Because like Warlock is very much into the, in the House of X thing. He's with uh, Cipher. He is the actual sword that he uses in X of Swords. And then um Fabian Cortez is uh on sword right now um the the base. What about Enos the Untouchable? Uh, I don't know about that guy. He's okay. pretty forgettable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the one the one that got to me was actually, and I think these were the first ones we got, were all the Wonder Woman eighty ones. No, we where, had Fantastic Four was the first ones. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Well, the Wonder Woman ones were weird because it was like, okay, here's all these different iterations of Wonder Woman. And it's like, oh, okay, that's cool, but also it was kind of a miss. <laughs> yeah, it was like this is the only DC set we're getting, like. Why not, you know, make an old Batman or an old Superman cool? It, like, did, it did fit the theme of it, so I will go with that. But it would have been nice to see, like, a Superman or a Batman or a Flash or something like that in there as well. Or, like, I, will say, or like, I would have loved to see the Legacy Ares have a Legacy card in that set. Oh, dude, the oh, original that, one. That Ares one? Yeah. so amazing. When it was like, modern, that, that one so needs good. a Legacy card. Man, I don't know where it is, and I cannot find it, but one of the original... So, like, when I first learned how to play this game, it was, like, me and my cousin Chris. Uh, my my uncle took us out. We learned how to play. And, uh, you know, him and I both got lucky with some early day pulls. And somewhere I have the original Gladiator, and he has his original Ares. And we used to love just versing those two, like, one-on-one. Yeah. That Gladiator was pretty good. He was great. Like back then, I think he had like a fourteen speed. Like he was just. Oh, I can tell you right now, it was a fourteen speed, twelve super strength, seventeen invincible with a four damage RCE. I have that one, and he's one of my favorite figures. Dude, he was eleven clicks with the infamous six attack. That's (laughs) it's amazing. With with a with a ten range, so he had a seventeen. Oh yeah, a seventeen square swing back then. I have to have. He was essentially icon Superman. Yes. Um, for forty plus points cheaper. Yeah. And he was a great answer to icon Superman. 
Man, the old days, like, there was some wild stuff, but... Well, every, yeah, everyone I, back then had yeah. an 8 or a 10 range. I mean, if you were a shield medic, you had an 8 range back then. Right, right. Ranges <laughs> yes. ranges were crazy. Like, I remember having, uh, was it Loki? It had, like, a 12 range, the old, like, yellow and green Loki. Yeah, dark, Loki and dark side, um, the dark side vet from Icons had a 12 range. Uh, yeah, that was, was just stupid. It was not unheard of. Like they didn't start pulling range back until much later in the game, um, and it was it was a weird thing because range was so. There was a time where uh, uh, range was uh, absolutely the the meta, right? Like there was times where if you yeah. if you played on the right map and you were able to set yourself up in the right sniper's nest, um, you were screwed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Which they've changed a little bit, right? I was actually going to say, speaking of sniper's nest, and I don't, I don't think this released in any of the other stuff. But part of the um, that world's video where they were talking about upcoming changes and the equipment changes, they were talking about the terrain changes. Have you guys looked? Oh at yeah, there's of... special, not special terrain, yeah, they're, but they're gonna be like the WWE ring. Yeah, right, right. So like WWE ring. Yeah, so from my understanding, there's going to be different kinds of either elevated or blocking or whatever that you can play uh, and place on the force. Um, when I was listening to the guy from WizKids Talk, he mentioned that superpowers and the upcoming pack for specifically Spider-Man will be updated. And um, so powers like telekinesis will be able to move that kind of stuff. Um, super strength, uh, apparently. Uh, yeah, so super strength is going to be able to pick up these giant pieces of terrain. And these giant pieces of terrain could have, uh, like, they had separate combat values, and one of them is a damage value, where basically uh, someone with super strength, like, if you have the right kind of a Hulk, he can go over and pick up this whole hill and hit somebody for it, and if it has a specific damage value for three or four, it would be that plus his his damage. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that there is some changes brewing that could be cool. I mean, how many people have said super strength needs to be better? Well, and I've be said something. before... What's that, Ryan? Needs to be something. Yeah. Same thing with Leap Climb. It has to be something. <coughs> but, like I, I've said before with the whole tarot cards, the game has to adapt but it feels like it's adapting almost too much. Um, but it has to adapt in order to stay relevant because you can only play the uh, the same old game over and over until you get bored of it. So I do like the way that Heroclix is going with the whole, like the iconic set looks amazing, the special terrain. Um, I like the way that Heroclix is heading. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it, you know, and, and he was saying, like, this is a design change because he's like, hey, as it is, you know, we've been able to make it to where uh, people can use words like barrier and so on and so forth to manipulate terrain. But if you look at comic books, you have characters that literally, like, you know, raise things up out of the oceans or all these other kinds of crazy things that being able to manipulate and change the terrain that you're on and how you're interacting with it is a huge piece of being a superhero and so that's why they're planning on on making these kind of terrain changes and i think they could be really cool you know um i like the idea of being able to have a placeable elevated terrain with maybe some kind of a spot where you can 
you know, throw up a Hawkeye with stealth, and now you have... It helps your team if you lose the map. Yeah, right. Things like if you build a team where you want elevated and you lose the map, you're like, crap, what am I going to do? Well, you're going to have this, like, what, six by two or whatever it is piece that you're at least able to get some use out of your strategy. Exactly. And I think I think that these are moves that are going to help with that kind of stuff specifically. Like, it seems to be that some of the changes they're making specifically helps the player too, you know? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we are going to end the podcast there, unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about, maybe at Gun Guy Games or anything coming up on your guys' end. I know me and Ryan have our month two... Um, slop event coming. PJ up. is starting a new. He's starting a new event, and I'm hoping that we can try and get Gonga Games um, or even um, AJ's would be really cool. It's called the Not So Special Hero Clicks, where where it's um, uncarded. It's everything from Infinity Challenge to I think it's Ultimates right now. And he actually Funny. sends care packages for the winners, and it's it's all yeah. So I, I, I gotta plug that because. That is an amazing idea. That no, that's I that's cool. I hadn't heard about that yet, and that's funny because in our chat, I like had a shower thought where I was like, "Oh, hey, classic clicks idea. Like, no cards. You can't use trades or special powers. All you can use is your pack and what's marked, like color color marked um, powers on the dial." Yeah. Um, and that, and that's he already, kind of like that. If you get a hold of him, he already has the the packs to where it's a trophy for first place and other prizes. So it's an entire prize pack that you pay forty dollars for, or something around there, for the the event. And yeah, the more That's people that fun. know about that, I think the better. I think that it can really become the ne- the fourth, along with modern silver, um, bronze like Majestics did. I think it'd be really cool if we can get that. Not uh, so special. I definitely think thing. that that could be a really interesting format because. There's a lot of characters, and especially the meta, uh, specifically relies on figures that have different, you know, special abilities and or powers. Very rarely is a figure meta because they just have a good combination of standard powers. Yeah, I know me and Ryan are also talking about, we talked about this when I had him on the podcast last Monday, that in July... Me and him, and if I can get some other support from other people, are going to run an event here in Wisconsin. Uh, last year, I had the Clicksing at Cheesehead Championship, which a lot of people wanted to come to, but then, then yeah. Critical Clicks announced that they were going to have a big event at their store in Michigan the weekend after, so that drew a lot of people away from our event because they people didn't want to travel far in last two weekends. So we're trying to work it out. The, the biggest problem that we have with our event is that it's a small venue that can only hold about 20 people. So I'm going right. to look around the area and see if I can maybe find a church or a legion hall or something like that where I don't have to cap it because I think that turns a lot of people away like me and Ryan were talking about. And then also yeah. I have to figure out prizing. So And I know prizing is what draws a lot of people in. I just am trying to figure out how I'm not just going to eat the cost of getting everything. So I'm trying to work out the details, but look for more information in July. I'm not sure when. I think July would be a, a okay time to do it just because Origins is in June, Gen Con is in August, Worlds is September-ish. So I think that would be a good month to do it. I just have to get more details and, like I said, not just eat it on my end cost-wise. So 
Um, well, and I'll, I'll I'll say like yeah. you know, hats off to the guys at Gaunt Guy. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad that people are actually traveling to the Pacific Northwest. I think that for a long time there's been different pockets of HeroClix players, and there's you know. Even in my local area, there's guys that used to play years and years ago that are all of a sudden are kind of having their interest peak and starting to show up for events again. So, um, you know, to anybody who's listening to this, you know, be be active in your own local community. You'd be surprised at how far it can actually go. But um, I think one of them, uh, you know, one of the prize things that just got announced i'm super excited for uh majestics just revealed they're doing the cabin from evil dead and um if i see any places announced that they're doing a win a map with that i i'll figure it out i'll call <laughs> Colin sick from work i'm a huge evil dead <laughs> yeah, yeah. That map. yeah that would be actually pretty cool i am a big uh ash awesome about that Oh, I met Bruce. Bruce is yeah. Austin's uh, amazing. Down Southern California. But yeah, uh, I, th- I think um, we're gonna end the podcast oh, there awesome. on uh, Evil Dead reference. Which, um, if any of you have ever played the new game, uh, The Quarry, they do make a reference to that movie uh, because Ted Raimi is in it. Um, but no, it's hey. Just quick shout out if you look up um, Bruce Campbell and Ted Raimi uh, at oh, no. Wizard World Comic Con in Portland, you yeah. will find a video of them interviewing me. Uh, I was on stage and I trash talked to GameStop, and uh, I, I'm on there with them the whole time. I like they <laughs> give me money. I had to like hire other audience members to be part of a like a shitty movie. I just sat in between Ted Raimi and Bruce for like half an hour. And Bruce kept like nudging my shoulder and be like, "Look at this dumbass." <laughs> it was Bro, it was awesome. Never getting invited back to this podcast. You cannot be drinking whiskey and eating cake and eating cake that. at the same time. It's a bad hey, combo combination. Hey, you I'm are, quoting you Bruce. Are throwing vulgar language here, my brother, and yeah. you gotta stop. Sorry, that's dinner of dad. Hey, you still have that unreleased. Uh, Night of the Dad's Cut that you need to release. Oh, like the, the um, that uh, that uh, battle royal we did. Yeah, that is not for kids. Yes, it's was late night with dads or something like that. We called it. I forgot. We called Dude, it. Uh, I I, I do stuff. still have it. I think uh, the issue was that it like cut off kind of the tail end of the uh, of the episode, but I could still release it. Mm. It's you know, it's filled with naughty language and. <laughs> After our dad jokes, you you should have a cake and whiskey event where every time you hit an attack, you take a bite of cake. Every time you miss attack, you take a shot of whiskey. Hey guys, I, I like this. I yes. apologize. I, I I think I think I may have said like four or five curse words. And so we're gonna to get our, viewers, we're gonna get I, our I sponsor apologize. pulled after this show here. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Hey, you can blame it on me. I'm not I'm not officially part. I'm a clicks dad. You know, I feel bad. That's all right. But yeah, we're going to end the podcast here. Um, but thanks, Clickstads, AJ and Chris, for joining us. Thanks, Miles and Ryan, for joining me as well. Looking forward to seeing Ryan again on Sunday. I feel like I haven't played Clicks in like a month, so it'll be good to roll some <laughs> dice. Hopefully, you don't pull that apocalypse against me on Sunday because I'll just give you the win. Um, and then, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Anyone else got anything before we head off tonight? 
The Gong Guy 2v2 is their weekly or their your yearly big event. So if you can make it out there in September of next year, I highly recommend it. Make a weekend of it. Portland's a great yes. city to visit. Does it rain there as much as Beaver they say? Not so yes. it actually did not rain at all. And no, it the was, day we got back, it just it poured was, back oh, here in Wisconsin. So, so it did not rain once. Usually pretty sunny here. So okay. <laughs> that's all I hear yeah. about yeah. that state is all does rain. And then in California, which is one state down, doesn't rain at all. Um, no, let's 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 be honest. All right, so you know you got what three Oregonians on right now. Uh, we've had severe issues yeah. with forest fires because it's not raining enough. So, um, Oregonians like, is that what you're called? Oregonians. My house actually was burned out. Oregonians. Oregonians. That's what they call us. Oregonians. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what they call us in Wisconsin? Yeah. I, I was Wisconsinians. No. Wisconsinians. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we're we're we are Wisconsinites. Ah, okay, Wisconsinites. Organite. I like that. Organites. 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 Like now yeah, the one. Really cool. The only thing that drives everyone from Oregon crazy is that y'all say Oregon. Like it's not Oregon. It's gun. Gun. Oregon. 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 It's always fun. Oregon. Oregon. And uh, they're they're in Oregon and they're saying it wrong. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, we get people here all the time. They're like, oh, is this Albany, Oregon? It's like, no. It's it's Albany. 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 Albany, Like, just like New York. Yeah. Albany. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like a million Albanys. Now, now the big question is what do you guys call soda? Is it pop or is it soda? We actually call it both. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or we we, yeah, we say yeah, soda or pop. pop. Actually, we're very sophisticated. We call we it Coke, Pepsi, Mountain Dew. <laughs> or we call it by the name of the the soda that it is. Or what do you call the device where you push the button and you can drink water out of it? The a water fountain? No, it's a bubbler. <laughs> no. What? It's a, it's a what? It's a bubbler. I've never heard of bubbler. <laughs> It is a, a bubbler. bubbler. I will I, that's go to my grave saying bubbler. I will never say water fountain. Are you from Australia? I am now going like, to say that. That is that is amazing. No, it is a bubbler. I need to go to the bubbler. I need to go to the Hello. bubbler. Okay, Are you drinking out the bubbler? Because hey, that's oh. going to offend all of our Australian <laughs> listeners. All two of them. Real question for you guys. I think that just, this is more British. Will it flush to the right or to the left? Ours goes clockwise. Yep. Yes. Wait, all of ours do. We're in the we're in the northern hemisphere. <laughs> <North Yes. laughs> that's a, that's a Simpson episode. <laughs> Can we just do a whole episode about this? Well, I'm waiting for Kane to do like his Kane's Corner Media pa- um, podcast, where all we do is talk about like media and whatever have you. But yeah, um, Cobra Kai. I need people to talk to about Cobra Kai. Oh, me and Ryan. I finally finished it. Ryan and me have been texting oh, about man. it for a while, and it was amazing per usual. Oh, it's like that show should not be as good as it's supposed to. But anyways, I digress. We're gonna end the show no. before we get on any <laughs> rabbit holes. Yeah. Because people are probably long gone by now. So thanks all you guys for joining us. Yeah. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it. <laughs>